I've recently had the opportunity to create an Airbnb space in the basement of an existing home. In fact, it's our third property in under two years, and although that's very exciting to say, I must admit that this unit was a bit of a challenge. But that's a whole other episode. For today, we will cover what is important to know when targeting families for your Airbnb. Welcome to another episode of the Superstar Superhost, hosted by me, Lola, a five-star superhost and Airbnb ambassador. Follow the journey on Instagram at Lux House and Home, and keep in touch to learn about updates to our properties and how you can join our Lux Loyalty Rewards program. Now, on with the show. Airbnb has over 650,000 listings in the United States, and there are a ton of segments of guests that are looking for one type of home over the other. One such home are the ones that are friendly toward families. During this time of a pandemic, with many guests experiencing quarantine fatigue, there are still many whole families that want to feel like they went on some sort of vacation. Appealing to such guests is a great way to add more income to your rental business. Not only are families looking to get away, albeit locally, most of the parents still work from home. Having a dedicated office space in your rental will make it that much more attractive to guests who want to continue to work while also providing a vacation for their family. With this in mind, let's get into a few different ways that you can target families and hopefully add more dollars to your pocket at the same time. We can start off by asking what families would even want when searching the platform. In terms of the inside of the property, you definitely want to be sure that the home is safe, specifically for kids. So any sharp corners should be softened with corner tabs or if the furniture can be replaced with softer upholstered pieces, that's a good option too. Also, remove or reposition any breakable items or sharp objects. If you have any available open space, consider creating a child-friendly spot with plush toys, board games, or even a cool beanbag or swinging chair. While you're at it, be sure to invest in some way to store all of these items neatly before the next reservation. Another feature that families with kids seem to love is a fully fenced backyard. The idea that the kids can play safely outside while the grown-ups relax inside without fear or worry is very comforting. If your place does not allow for this, make sure to be clear in your listing description about any nearby kid-friendly activities such as bike riding, local parks with a playground, public pools, and things of that nature. It is also super important to offer families certain amenities that would come in handy when traveling with children. Having a laundry facility on site is a huge win. Even if the machines are small stackable versions, that's okay. The convenience of returning home with clean clothes is smiled upon. Another thoughtful amenity is providing a small stool by the sink in the bathroom for kids to stand on and reach the faucet. The key takeaway here is to try to think about what families likely do in their own homes and then incorporate that wherever you can in your rental. For example, sitting down at a dinner table all together. If you can swing it, get a longer table that seats four or six versus a bistro table that can only seat two. Families tend to eat together and talk about the day, and it's great if you're able to give them that option while they're on vacation. And remember, Comfort is key, but you also should be sure to pick furnishings that are easily wipeable or easy to clean with stain remover. Something that we've always done at Lux House and Home since the beginning is to incorporate an oversized version of a classic family game. 
Our first property has a large tic-tac-toe board and our second property has a huge version of Connect 4. They are really fun and also serve as an eye-catching statement piece. I'm not sure what we'll put in the third property, maybe a life-size Jenga? Check out the show notes for where we purchase these items. Very well worth it. Aside from doing the things I've just mentioned, it's also important to think about what families use in their regular lives and see if you can provide that as well. For instance, kids' dishes, cups, and forks, and knives that are plastic and maybe even colorful. Parents absolutely appreciate this if for no other reason they don't want their kids to break your glassware and you charge them. It's definitely a nice touch and it costs little to nothing. The fridge should include the standard bottled water and maybe a sparkling water for adults, but don't stop there. Throw in a couple of juice boxes too. Why not? Again, low cost, high reward. So let's shift a little bit and talk about where the kids will sleep and what they will need to stay out of their parents' hair. Consider dedicating one of the smallest rooms to be child-friendly. Think bunk beds or twin beds, a chalkboard wall, craft table with child seating, smart TVs with child-friendly shows and movies. You get the idea. I hope I don't have to mention the necessity for waterproof mattress pads on all the beds. Do not skip this detail. Replacing a mattress pad is far less expensive and less problematic than replacing an entire mattress. Use mattress pads. Always. And make sure your professional photographer highlights these type of items so that they stand out in your listing's images. Another thing that traveling families will love you for is if you have the items that they need but forgot or simply did not want to lug around on the plane or in the car or in an Uber. I'm talking about things like car seats, pack and play cribs, baby tubs, and baby monitors. I actually know a host who provided diapers in her home. The idea here is to offer a list of such things and maybe even charge for it. I want to insert here that I have loaned out a baby monitor before and I did require the guest to sign a basic agreement that it would be returned upon checkout and in the same condition that it was given. I suggest you do the same if you plan on renting out any items, especially the more costly ones. And that brings me to the debatable question about charging for such items at all. One side of the argument is that if you go through the trouble of booking a family-specific home, why do I now have to pay extra for family-specific things? The other side of the argument, the side of the host, is that most of these family-friendly items cost a good bit of money, and we need to recoup some of those costs by passing them on to the guests as a nominal rental amount. We also have to replace items if they are broken or stolen, so that's another reason why we should charge rental fees as a preemptive measure. In any event, fill out your market and decide if add-on items are worth it for you. If you decide that it is worth it, consider making a list of what items are offered with the nominal fees laid out up front. If the guest is willing to pay to rent the item, I again reiterate that you should have some sort of agreement sent to them and return to you with acknowledgement. This will help significantly in deterring from theft and damage of your items. And a smart tip, if you know that you would be able to easily purchase these items without difficulty and you can do it pretty quickly, you may want to only list the items and not actually buy anything until a guest has paid to rent it. This way, you're not out of pocket for items that may never actually be used. The last two things to consider when setting up an Airbnb for families is how to be pet friendly and what to avoid due to safety issues. Okay, so personally, we don't allow pets of any kind into our short-term rentals, but if you're open to that, then you should be sure that your property is designed around pets. Hard surface flooring is a must, preferably something that liquid cannot penetrate. So think 
grouted tile, or stained concrete. If an accident happens, you want to be sure that the mess is not only cleaned, but that there is no lingering odor left behind. Also, you should think of having a doggy door installed if you can. Every pet owner swears that their pet is potty trained, but accidents happen all the time. Invest in an easy exit plan for the dog if he needs to go. Other cute amenities include doggy bowls for food and water so that your guest doesn't use the dishes that are meant for humans. I know, sounds gross, but trust me, if you don't give them what they need for little Lassie, they will use what they find, your dishes. As part of the snack amenities that you provide anyway, since you're a superstar super host, go ahead and add some doggy treats or some chew toys to help deter the dog from destroying your own furniture. Just be absolutely sure to label all snacks clearly and make it super simple to know what's for humans versus what's for pets. And as always, be super clear in your house rules about what type and size of dog is allowed. The more transparent you are up front, the less stressful it is on the back end for everyone. Speaking of being clear, keep in mind that no matter what you provide or do not provide for families, be sure to let that be known throughout the correspondence between you and the potential guests. For instance, if you have safety latches for the kitchen cabinets, definitely call that out. Or if you provide extra linens for longer stays, say that. In fact, be as transparent as possible about anything whatsoever that would go against qualifying you as family friendly. So if your property is perfect for families on the inside, but you're located in a sketchy area of town, it is better to mention it so that the guests can make an informed decision to book you or not. Once you've incorporated some or all of these things, you will need to update your listing to reflect what you offer that makes you family friendly. Airbnb used to allow you to call yourself family friendly as a category as long as your listing met certain criteria. Now you don't have that option, but you can and should make sure to check all the boxes of family oriented amenities you offer and type in what is not on a checklist. There are many benefits to targeting families for your future guests, but the biggest benefit is that families tend to be safe bets. No parties, no late noisy nights, and they generally show more respect for your home because they likely own and operate a home themselves. Lastly, if you can consult with another host who already rents a family-friendly home, you may want to pick their brain for what works for them as well. Apologies for the short episode and possible lower audio quality. I am recording this one remotely. Thank you again for listening and learning how to be a superstar superhost. Please share this podcast with everyone you know, and of course, subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Until next time, socialize with us at Lux House and Home.